Hi, I'm Don Perkins. I'm in today for Pastor Tom Hughes. You're watching Hope for Our Times program. You know, I never take for granted this opportunity to uh, stand in, in Tom's stead, but again, I count it an honor and a privilege. You know, the last time I was with you, we looked at the reality of heaven. Well, today we're gonna do a two-parter, and we're gonna look at the reality of hell. So I wanna say to you, don't turn off your TV dials, don't, don't stop the YouTube. I wanna encourage you, because we're gonna look at uh, hell from a biblical perspective, and again, we're gonna allow the Word of God to help us to, uh, to understand this place. Now again, the message is entitled, The Reality of hell. And again, we need a reality today uh, of this place. Uh, we really need to understand what the Bible has to say about it. And you know, we're going to see amazing things from the scripture as to what the Bible uh, will say about it. Now, I want to start off with a verse found in uh, the book of Psalm 9, verse 17. This is what the psalmist wrote. He says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. We're going to see today that this place called hell, we're going to see that it's a prepared place for those who choose to reject God, uh, those who turn away from God's love advance. And again, we're going to see some amazing things, but the scripture says, it says that the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. Listen, you don't want to, you, you don't want to forget God. You don't want to turn away from God. And again, uh, uh, we're going to see some amazing things. Now I'm going to give you another verse here. This verse is found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse number one. Uh, uh, it reads in verse one, a false balance is an abomination to, to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Now, you know, this is an amazing verse. I love this verse because uh, I use this verse every time I teach when I'm dealing with hell, because, you know, a lot of times we, we, we have what's called a false balance. Now, the scripture says a false balance is an abomination to God, but a just weight is his delight. Now, what that means is this, everything about God is balanced. Now, a lot of people, they spend all the time on the love of God and they never see the sovereignty of God or the justice of God. The scripture says a false balance is an abomination, but a just weight is his delight. What that means is God is a God of love, but also he's sovereign. Also, he's, he's a judge. Also, God, you know, uh, uh, he has every right to judge humanity uh, if they reject him. So a lot of times people have gone into a false balance by saying that God is a God of love and that's all he is. But God is a God of love. Uh, scripture says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But the Bible also tells us that he's sovereign, that he's judge, and that there's coming a day where mankind will give an account for their rejection of him. So you must have a balanced perspective in order to understand God. And again, we're going to see that uh, as we go forward. Now I'm going to bring in my prophecy chart. And again, this is our chart of time. It's a dispensational chart. And what we're going to do here in this, in this particular study, we're going to deal with this part. And I call this the underworld. Uh, we're going to look at the different compartments of hell. Uh, I'm going to explain each and every one of them. We're going to allow the word of God to give us some clarity, but you will be surprised what the word of God has to say in reference to this place called hell. Now, again, uh, again, uh, we, we will get a reality today. And again, I just want to encourage you to be with us. Now, I am a topical teacher. So what I'm going to do, we're going to look at nine topics in this series. Okay. Nine topics that we're going to cover. So the first one we're going to look at is what are scholars saying about hell? And what I'm going to do, I'm going to just explain, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to give some, some, some scholars uh, 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 
some scholars sayings and what, you know, what they're going to say about hell uh, and some references that they're going to give. Then we're going to look at number two, we're going to look at uh, the definition of hell. I always like to define our study. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to define the word hell, the term hell. What is hell? We're going to define it. Uh, we're going to see what it, what it means. Then number three, uh, we're going to look at some false views on hell. Now what I'm going to do here, I'm going to show you many false views that are out there in the, in the market, in the marketplace where people, uh, they have different views about hell that are not biblically sound. So I'm going to bring some of those and I'm going to show you some. I'm even going to play a little video. I'm, I'm going to show you some. It's so amazing when you see this. Then we're going to move on. We're going to look at who created hell. You know, a lot of people have a lot of different ideas about hell, but we're going to show you who created hell. And I'm going to give you scriptures on that to show you that. Then we're going to look at we're going to move on. We're going to look at hell is not a parable. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that particular header there. Hell is not a parable. Uh, we're going to see uh, what what it really is. OK, then we're going to move on to number six. And in number six, we'll look at the five compartments of hell. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to take you through the scripture. And I'm going to show you five compartments that the Bible give us in reference to hell. And many of you, you probably never even known of these compartments, but the scripture talks about each and every one of them. We're going to explain uh, how they interact and, and what, you know, what each one of those compartments are. Uh, it's going to be amazing uh, as you see this. Then we're going to move on to number seven. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to, do, I'm going to, I'm going to show you that hell is eternal. You know, there are some teachings out there, out there today that says that hell is not an eternal judgment. Well, we're going to allow the Word of God to do the speaking, and we're going to see that hell is eternal. And listen, uh, you don't want to have anything to do with this eternal judgment. You know, just like heaven is eternal, hell is also eternal as well. And we're going to prove it to you from the Scriptures, all right? Then we're going to move on to number eight or part eight. And what we're going to do here, I'm going to show you something that's, that's, that's really unique. We're going to find out where is hell located. You know, the scripture is going to literally show us where hell is located. I'm going to give you scriptures to prove where hell is located. And again, I think it's going to be uh, uh, eye opening for you. Then we're going to close out looking at the end of Satan in hell. Uh, I'm going to go through the scripture and show you the devil's judgment, Satan's demise. Uh, the Bible talks about Satan. He'll be cast into hell. I want to show you that uh, from scripture. Now, you probably heard Brother Perkins say this uh, from time past that, you know, uh, before I ever started studying Bible prophecy, before the Lord ever called me to teach Bible prophecy, uh, I was uh, I was always afraid of it because I was taught that if you study the book of Revelation, you could lose your mind. And uh, I've said many times from many pulpits across the country and internationally, I've said many times that when I became a born again Christian, I would never go to the book of Revelation or study the, prophet, the prophetic books because I didn't want to lose my mind. Well, what I found out was that the devil was lying to me because he was he was holding a truth about his eternal judgment, which we're going to see that's tied to hell. And I really believe the devil did not want me to understand that. But again, uh, we're going to see some amazing things as we look uh, at the reality of hell. Now, let's move on in the study. And what I'm going to do now, we're going to look at what are scholars saying about hell. Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to quote some scholars here and I'm going to quote different books here just to bring it on the scene. And again, I, I think this is going to really help us because, you know, a lot of people out there have a lot of weird ideas uh, about hell. And wait till I get to the section dealing with some false views. It's going to blow your mind. So 
I want to start off here by quoting uh, Pastor Mark Ritland. Listen what he wrote. He says, none should be allowed to shout about hell who haven't whispered in terror, God save me. None should be allowed to mention hell to the lost without tender, desperate concern in every word. And none should be allowed to preach a sermon on hell unless it ends with an invitation to choose heaven. And, you know, this is so true. I mean, uh, you know, whenever I whenever I talk about this message, I mean, my heart is overwhelmed. Uh, you know, uh, I travel and teach. Uh, I'm an evangelist, a teaching evangelist. But you know something? I have a heart for the lost. And the reason why I do is because I understand the reality of hell. You know, our Savior Jesus Christ, he understood hell so much that he went to Calvary's cross to die on the cross. He took our sins that we might miss this place. Jesus, our Savior, had a reality of hell and therefore he went to Calvary's cross to pay the price. But you know, today we don't have this reality because if we did, we'll have a different perspective about how we look at souls. You know, I have no enemies that I don't pray for. I pray for everybody. I, I, I don't have any enemies. I'll be honest with you. I mean, if they are an enemy, they're an enemy on their side, but not on my side. I pray. I, I, I pray for them because I don't want nobody going to this eternal judgment because it's real. Now, I want to quote uh, another scholar here. Uh, this is from the book called Hell Under Fire. And I'm going to quote here Dr. Albert, um, uh, Merler, um, Albert Mueller Jr. Uh, and he's quoting in reference to the disappearance of hell. Now, listen to what he said. This is amazing. Dr. Mueller said this. He said, uh, the sudden disappearance of hell amounts to a theological mystery of sort. How did a doctrine so centrally enshrined in the system of theology suffer such a wholesale abandonment? What can explain this radical reordering of Christian theology? He said the answer to this mystery reveals much about the fate of Christianity in the modern world and warns of greater theological compromises on the horizon. For as, uh, as for the church, he said, uh, for as the church continually, um, let me reread that, uh, as, for as the church has continually been reminded, no doctrine stands alone. Each doctrine is embedded in a system of theological convictions and expressions. He said this, he said, take out the doctrine of hell and the entire shape of Christian theology is altered. Now, I love this quote so much because he said, if you take out the message of hell out of the Christian uh, teachings, if you take hell out of that message, you're going to alter everything about the Christian faith and theology. You know, you remember, remember the verse I quoted in Proverbs 11:1: 1, a false balance is an abomination, but a just way to seize delight. You know, we talk about heaven, but guess what? We also need to talk about hell. We need the balanced perspective. God has included this in the canon of scripture. I'm going to give you a lot of verses in these two sessions. That's going to really show you how much the Bible really tell us about this place called hell. And again, we need to understand it from a biblical perspective. Now, I want to give you another quote here. Look, look at this. This is a quote from a book called, Is Hell for Real or Does Everyone Go to Heaven? Now, listen to this quote. This is an amazing quote here. Uh, it reads as follows. 
It's tempting to avoid such topics in our preaching, but neglecting unpleasant doctrines of the historic faith will often bring about uh, counterintuitive consequences. There, there is a uh, ecological balance to scriptural truth that we cannot uh, risk disturbing. Listen to this. If we avoid difficult or harsh doctrines within uh, the historical Christian faith, we may find uh, we may find to our surprise that we have gutted pleasant and cherished beliefs too. It close, uh, the quote closes by saying this, in the end, the loss of the doctrines of hell, judgment, and the holiness of God does, uh, does irreparable dam damage to our deepest comforts, particularly our understanding of God's grace and love and of human dignity and our value to him. To preach, uh, to preach the good news, we must also preach the bad. Now, what I'm going to share with you is that now hell is really not a bad message. Uh, hell is a godly message. Hell is in the scriptures. I remember one time I was preaching in a large conference. I was teaching this message called uh, Hell, the Rally of Hell. And I made a statement in this message. I said, hell, the doctrine and teaching of hell is holy. And I said that hell is holy. And one of the guys said, Man, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that you said hell is holy. You know what has happened in the church? We have made hell uh, uh, the opposite of good. And it's not. We're going to see that hell is not, is, is not evil. Uh, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, that particular sin came from the pit of hell. You know something? That, that's a misnomer. You know, sin did not originate in hell. A lot of things that we attribute to hell has nothing to do with hell. Or people say, I'm going to send it back. I'm going to send that back to hell. Or, or they're going to send the devil back to hell. We're going to see some amazing things in a few minutes. Uh, the Bible gives us clear understanding about the teaching called hell. And again, we must, we must understand what the Bible says. Now, I'm going to give you one more quote from the book, Hell Under Fire. Listen at this. They say this, few congregations hear such warnings today. As a matter of fact, preachers who would dare to offer such graphic descriptions of hell and its terror today would likely be considered eccentric or worse. A major news magazine surmised uh, hell's disappearance uh, succinctly. By most accounts, it has all the, uh, uh, it has it has all but disappeared from the pulpit uh, rhetoric of mainline Protestantism, and it has fared only marginally better among evangelicals. I want to ask you the question: How long has it been since you've heard a message taught on hell? Uh, I, I would doubt. I would. I would say you probably haven't heard it this year. And this is one reason why the Lord burdened my heart to, to give uh, this, this, uh, this message today. We need a reality of this, of this place called hell. Uh, we're going to see that it is biblical and it's all in the scriptures. Now, let's move now. We're going to look at, uh, I want to I give the definition of hell. The definition of hell. So what is hell? So the existence of hell is irrefutably taught in the scripture as both a place of the wicked dead and a condition of retribution for unredeemed mankind. The word carries the connotation of doom, hopelessness, and futility. Its meaning is clear. It represents the place of future retribution. Listen to this, the abode of the wicked, a place of punishment. So listen, hell is not a good place in the sense 
of a place you want to go. Hell is not, is, is not a happy place. You know, uh, I, I, taught, I, I taught at a number of Bible colleges and, and I did a series uh, teaching some uh, pastors. And one of the series, one of the classes in that series was the reality of hell. And there's a few guys there. And uh, one of the pastors after the session told me, he said, you know, Brother Perkins, he said, I used to joke about hell. He said, you know something? I will never, ever joke about hell again. Because again, he, he didn't understand what the Bible says about this place. Hell is no joke. Hell is not a place that we should joke about. You know, hell is not a place. I, I've heard people say, man, I'm going to hell, you know, with my buddies. It's going to be a house party down there. Well, don't believe that lie. Hell is not a house party. It won't be a place of comfort. Uh, hell, we're going to see as a created place for those who have rejected God. Now, I'm going to go on with the definition here. Uh, uh, hell is this. Hell is therefore both a condition of retribution and a place in which the retribution occurs. In both these aspects, the three basic ideas associated with the concept of hell is reflected. Number one, an absence of righteousness. Number two, separation from God. And number three, eternal judgment. Listen, my friend, hell is real. You need to have a healthy fear of hell. I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, when I got saved, when I came to Christ, I came to Christ because I was afraid of going to hell. Now, some people come to Christ, you know, uh, because of the love of God. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't the love of God that drew me to hell. It was the fear of going. To, I mean, it wasn't the love of God that drew me to, to salvation. It was being afraid of going to hell. Now, some people need that. You know, I was, I was a knucklehead. I, I enjoyed sin. And God had to shake my world to let me realize that the path I was on was going to take me to an eternal destination called hell. And the fear of God fell upon me. And I realized even as God was dealing with me, I did not want to die in that state. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to hell. I mean, I was afraid of hell and I didn't want to go there. So what God did, you know, God convicted me and I received Christ as my savior. Now, once I received him, guess what? I fell in love with him because I realized what he did so I can miss this horrible place called hell or this horrible judgment called hell. Uh, I fell deeper in love with my savior because I realized what he did to give me life. You know, and as we go through this message, you know, if you're watching this program today and you're not born again, I want to say to you, the scripture says today is the day of salvation. Uh, you can receive Christ today uh, as you are listening and getting a revelation of this place called hell. Now, we're going to move a little forward uh, in our study. And now what I want to do, I want to look now at false views on hell. Now, I'm going to spend a few minutes here because, you know, uh, I'm going to say this. Um, whenever the church don't teach about hell, the world and the devil will always make an attempt to teach about hell. But guess what? They will they will never present it biblically or never present it correctly. And as a result of there and as a result of that, there is a lot of false teaching out there in the world today. And a lot of these false teachings out there are literally damning people's souls to hell. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to show you some examples of some false teachings out there uh, in reference to hell. So I want to start off with this. First. Look at this first picture here. Uh, this was a series that aired uh, on TV in 1973. Uh, it's called The Poor Devil. Uh, as a matter of fact, Sammy Davis Jr., he was the star in this program. And, uh, you know, I was a 14 year old kid uh, at this time. And uh, 
uh, as I was watching this program, uh, if they bring the screens back to me, I, I was I was a 14 year old kid at the time. And, and again, this was I was so Im impressionable. Uh, th this thing really, really affected me. You know, we're going to see in a few minutes that Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, he's actually in hell. And what you're going to see when I showed a little video clip, he's in hell. And what he's doing, he's he's casting coals on the fire. He's keeping the fire going. Now, as a 14 year old kid, I wasn't saved, wasn't born again when I saw that this this series I said to my little mind I said you know I said when I go to hell that's the job I want you know you think about why would a kid think like this I mean I didn't I didn't know what the Bible said about hell I'm thinking that this is how hell is going on so what I'm gonna do here I'm gonna show you a little two-minute video clip here uh, it's longer but I'm gonna stop it where I want to stop it but I want you to I want you to look at this little clip here and what you're gonna see you're gonna see Sammy Davis jr. in hell throwing the coals on the fire but you're going to see how the world look at it. They think hell is like it's like an office complex down there, like the devil. Satan himself is controlling hell. And again, this is just a, one of those false views. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring now into the screen. I want you to see this and I'm going to play this little two minute clip and then I'm going to stop it where I want to stop it. But listen to the dialogue uh, as you watch this. And again, it, it's going to it's going to amaze you. Listen to this. Attention, all new arrivals to hell. Please have the pink, yellow, and green forms completely filled out. All new arrivals entering on seven-year contracts must have the aforementioned forms, as well as notarized copies of contracts or documented proof thereof. Hello, furnace room. Sammy speaking. Sammy, this is Chelsea. Hi, baby. You remember the man that you've been watching? The one that you keep insisting is a hot prospect? Yeah. Well, I've got him here on the monitor, and you were right. Really? He's exactly what you've been waiting for. Can you come up right now? Oh, honey, if I come up there now and Lucifer catches me, I'm going to be in all kinds of trouble. Oh, honey, you can't get in more trouble than what you are right now. Come on up, Sammy. You're right. See ya. Obviously not a thief. Sammy, I, I don't understand. Chelsea, if he's not a thief, that means he's got to be pretty desperate to be doing what he's doing, right? Yeah. Well, Lucifer himself says that when someone's really desperate, that's the time they'll sell their soul. Hey, maybe you're right. Now, 
I, just, I want to stop it there because, again, this is just amazing. Now, uh, I was 14 years old when I saw this series, and it hit me so it hit me so hard. I didn't know what the Bible taught about hell. So, therefore, when I saw this this uh, series, uh, The Poor Devil, I thought that you can get a job in hell like Sammy Davis Jr. So I said, you know, when I go to hell, you know, that's a job I want. I'm going to put the coals on the fire. But you know something? That's a false view. That is totally unbiblical. And if you notice, the last thing uh, that I stopped uh, here, Sammy was saying that he, he was saying that people can sell their soul to the devil. You know, uh, we're going to find out some amazing things about about hell in reference to the devil. Uh, Satan is not in control of hell and, and nor can he, uh, nor are there any offices down there in hell where Satan has staff running stuff and Satan has a big old office. A lot of people have this false view. Now what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take you a little bit further. I'm gonna show you another false view. And many of you may have seen this particular series. Uh, look at the screen. It's called, it's called Lucifer. Now, this was a program that aired, uh, I think it started in 2016. A lot of people love this show. And again, let me read you the premise of this, of this uh, particular series. The series focused on Lucifer, the morning star. It was starred by uh, Tom uh, uh, Ellis, Ellis a beautiful and powerful angel who was cast out of heaven for his betrayal. As the devil, Lucifer, listen to this, tires of the millennia he spent being the Lord of hell, punishing people, becoming increasingly bored and, un and unhappy with his life down there in hell. Now, <clears throat> here's another concept of the devil and hell. See, again, the world is teaching, teaching us uh, that, that the devil is down there in hell and that Satan is controlling everything. And, and this series uh, showed that Satan, you know, he was tired of, of tormenting sinners in hell. You know, we've been taught that so many times that the devil is in hell tormenting people. I want you to know something right now today, my friend, the devil is not in hell right now, nor has the devil ever been in hell. And that's coming a day we're going to see based on scripture where the Bible is going to show us, oh yeah, hell hell will have Satan uh, as its occupant, but not now. Uh, so be very careful when you pray, you know, I'm going to send that back to hell. You, you can't send it to hell because it never came from hell. We're going to see in a little bit who created hell. But again, this is a false view that we're looking at. Now, I'm going to move a little further here in our series. And what I'm going to do now, I want to show you two magazines that again is going to show us a false view of hell. Now look at this screen. Look at this screen. This first magazine it actually, this is a U.S. News and World Report. Uh, the cover story said, Hell, a new vision of the netherworld. Now, what's amazing about this, this particular picture, you show the, it shows the devil in hell. It shows people laying down on these lawn, lawn furniture, and you got a demon in the backdrop there. He's, uh, he's serving them drinks. And then all the way in the back, you see people down in hell playing volleyball, volleyball. And I remember as I was going through the grocery store, when I saw this, when I saw this particular ad, I was shocked that U.S. News and World Report would do a cover story. Now, let me show you the next article. This one appeared in Time magazine. It's, it's entitled, What If There's No Hell? A popular pastor's, a popular pastor's best-selling book has uh, stirred fierce debate about sin, salvation, and judgment. Now, this our cover story uh, appeared in Time Magazine, and it was, it was based on a book by, by a pastor by the name of Rob Bell, uh, his book called Love Wins. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but I'm going to show you some false views that are being taught. And again, if we don't teach it clear from the scripture, 
these type of false views will actually uh, be out there and then people get these warped ideas. So what I want to do here, I'm going to take you to the first magazine and what I'm going to do, I'm going to quote some things from this magazine. Okay. I'm, and, and, and what I'm about to give you now is false views about hell, because I want you to understand what's being taught out there. That is, it is totally unbiblical. So look at the first article here. Uh, and here's the first quote. Listen at this. With uh, fire and brimstone out of fashion, modern thinking says the netherworld isn't so hot after all. This is on page 45. So they say, because people got modern thinking, the modern thinkers today said that hell is not hot after all. It goes on, it says, an influential Jesuit magazine with close ties to the Vatican in regards to hell, the magazine declared, he said that hell is not a place, but a state of a person, a, a, a person's state of being in which a person suffers from deprivation of God. A few days later, Pope John Paul II told an audience at the Vatican that rather than a place, hell indicates the state of those who freely and definitely separate themselves from God. To describe this God-forsaken condition, the pontiff said the Bible uses a symbolic language that figuratively portrays in a pool of fire those who exclude themselves from the book of life, thus meeting with a second death. This is on page 45. Now look, this is a bunch of goobly gop. It makes no sense what, what the Pope said here, Pope John Paul said, you know, talking about, you know, uh, the Bible uses symbols. And we're going to see too, the Bible does use symbols, but the symbol always points to something that's a reality. And then a lot of times the scripture, you're going to see in a little bit, the scriptures are quite clear when it talks about hell and its judgments and the fire. Now, again, this quote in this magazine is a false quote. It's a false teaching. Uh, uh, the first part of that quote says fire and brimstone being out of fashion. Modern thinking says that the netherworld isn't so hot. Do you think because modern thinkers think that hell is not as hot as it used to be that that's going to change hell? I don't think so. Uh, I'd rather stand with the authority of the word of God and stick with the word. Now, let me take you back to the magazine. I'm going to show you another false view that this magazine uh, talked about in regards to hell. Look at this. They said this, many theological thinkers continue to reject any notion of hell that smacks of the supernatural. For them, hell's frightful imagery is pale by the flames of Hiroshima and the Holocaust. Listen to this. They said the only real hell, they say, is in the here and now. This is on page number 50. Again, this is a false teaching. It's a falsehood. Uh, they said the only real hell is the here and now. How many times have you ministered to people or you witnessed to people and they tell you, brother, I'm living in hell right now. I cannot tell you how many people have told me that. And I tell them, I say, you know something? You're not living in hell right now. You think you are uh, right now. I don't care how bad things are going. This is heaven compared to hell. Uh, we're not living in hell now. And again, we're going to let the scriptures going to give us some understanding. Uh, and we're going to see some amazing things here. But again, these type of articles are false teaching. Uh, these articles are uh, put out. I mean, this, this cover story went to millions of homes and millions of people read these articles, these so-called quote scholars, you know, giving these false views, you know, uh, again, you got to be very, very careful. Listen, 
uh, I judge scholars based on the word of God. Now I do quote scholars. I, I quote biblical scholars, not false scholars. And I make sure that whoever, whoever I'm quoting, I want to make sure that his, his, uh, his quote will line up with the authority of the word of God. You know, I judge everything I hear based on the authority of the word of God. And again, this is what, this is what we should do uh, uh, as believers, uh, as Christians. Now I'm going to give you another quote from the magazine. Listen at this. And this is an amazing quote here. Uh, this is pound, found on page number 47. Listen at this. They call it the temporal hell. They said, once we discovered we could create hell on earth, says one scholar, it became silly to think about it in a literal sense. Oh yeah? They go on and say this. Moreover, the Pope declared that hell is not a punishment imposed externally by God, but it is the natural consequence of an unrepentant sinner's choice to live apart from God. He said, the thought of hell, said the Pope, must not create anxiety or despair, but is a necessary and healthy reminder of freedom. This modern and more benign view of hell, scholars say, reflect a shift in much of Christian theology during the past 150 years away from liberal from a liberalism and physical imagery toward a more metaphor, toward more metaphors and symbols. Again, listen, this uh, quote from the Pope makes no sense. He said that the thought of hell should not create anxiety or despair. Let me tell you something. The thought of hell, it should create a create anxiety and it should create despair. You know, again, I got saved because I did not want to go to an eternal hell. Oh yeah, uh, the reality of it, and again, I wasn't even a Christian at the time, but, but I knew enough and I believed enough that hell was real. You know, having a proper understanding about hell is healthy? Yes, it's healthy. And, and you know, because I'm a, I'm a preacher of the gospel now, I've been teaching now uh, uh, for uh, 39 years, and the more I teach, the, the clearer the message gets, and the more the burden that I have in my heart for the loss uh, is redefined. Uh, uh, my, you know, my heart, it, it longs and it cries out for a world that don't know God. Again, I, I, you know, I, I don't send anybody to hell. You know, people get mad, you know, at their loved ones and they tell their loved ones, go to hell. You know, I don't, I don't tell nobody to go to hell. You know why? Because I understand the reality of this judgment. Hell is real. And hell is not a place that we should joke about or, or play, play, or play, play with or, or send anybody there. Uh, as a matter of fact, we can't send anyone there anyway. But again, this is real. So again, what I'm showing right now, I'm just showing you some false views about hell. And then as we keep going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to begin to break down the scriptures and I'm going to show you a biblical hell, a biblical reality uh, of this place. Now, I'm going to show you another false view. And again, this is from the article that appeared in Time magazine, What If There's No Hell? And uh, this is in reference to Rob Bell. Look at the quote here. Rob Bell writes, hell is not forever and love in the end wins and all will be reconciled to God. Now, uh, we will be reconciled to God. Reconciled means to be made friends with God. But the only way that happened is by your choice. You have to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to be reconciled or in order to be made friends with God. If a person choose to reject God's love advance, when they stand before God, they're going to give an account of their rejection of the free gift of salvation. 
you know something, this is not going to happen automatic. Uh, in the end, uh, uh, hell is forever. And in the end, the judgments of hell is forever. In the end, a person's choice to reject God's love advance will be an eternal consequence. And again, they will give an account to God for their rejection. I want to say something to you, my friend. Listen, hell is real. Don't, don't believe the lie. Listen, hell is forever. Don't believe this article by Rob Bell or the book he wrote, uh, Love Wins. You know, basically what, what, what this view is, is not new. It's not a new, a new uh, view. Uh, this is uh, universalism. Again, it's a, it's a false teaching. And again, uh, let, me, let me quote this. I'm, I'm going to quote another, this another book called, uh, Is Hell Real uh, or Does Everyone Go, go to Heaven? And he's going to give us a definition of what uh, universalism is. And this is basically the view that Rob Bell is holding. So look at the screen here. Here's the quote. In the end, universalism represents a kind of paternalism in which each person is, assur is assured that whatever final destiny they anticipate, hopefully or fearfully, and whatever their present pattern of life, religion, I mean religious or not, moral or not, the Christian's Christ-centered salvation will be theirs, whether or not they want such a salvation. So in other words, they believe that, that in the end, everybody will be saved, whether they want a salvation or not. But you know something? That's unbiblical. That's untrue. And this is one reason why the quote uh, from Rob's Bell, Love Wins, is not true. You know, God wants a person to choose him or reject him. Uh, salvation is, is a free gift, but what do you do? You receive a gift. You don't work for a gift. You receive the gift of salvation. So this view here, uh, universalism, again, is not, is not a clear view. And there's also another view called nihilism. This view also teaches that when a person goes to hell, that they would totally burn up. Uh, they will cease to exist. And again, that view as well is unbiblical. And again, not, not true to scripture. Again, we're going to see uh, that uh, as we, as we see uh, hell being eternal. Now, uh, I'm going to give you one more quote here in reference to the, uh, uh, this, this universalism. Okay. And again, it's coming from the same, uh, same book is hell for real or does everyone go to heaven? Now, here they're going to quote J.I. Packard. And listen to what he says. He says, a Christian universalism is some universalist uh, is someone who believes that every human being will finally come to enjoy everlasting salvation. Among competing worldviews, it appears as an extreme optimist, optimism uh, about the future. Each and every one of us, it declares, and in all uh, and uh, all of us together will end up in a state of supreme God-given bliss. Again, this is universalism, which again is what Rob Bell taught, which uh, Time Magazine picked up in that cover story, cover story article, which again is a false teaching. It's a false view about hell. And again, the reason why I'm giving this, and the reason why I'm taking time to show you some of these views, because a lot of people hold these views out there. And again, these views are truly unbiblical views. These are views that the Bible really, really, uh, we're going to see the Bible really shuns. Uh, you know, hell is real, my friend. We're going to see that. Hell is biblical. We're going to see that. Hell uh, from the scripture is, is quite explained. 
uh, we're going to see that even our Savior, our lovely Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, he understood so much about hell that he went to Calvary's cross. Not only that, but we're going to see here also that Jesus talked a lot about hell. Uh, he didn't shy away from it. He didn't play with it. He preached the reality of hell to his generation. And guess what? We as sons and daughters of God today, we must preach and proclaim a sound message to a lost world that don't know him. Now, again, some people don't like this message. You know, I, I'll say this. I teach in a lot of churches and sometimes, you know, I may be doing a series of messages there. Sometimes I don't announce when I'm going to teach on the reality of hell, because if I do, a lot of Christians won't show up. They say, I don't want to hear nothing about hell. Oh, you know, some hell is all in your Bible. Hell, the teaching of hell is all through the scriptures. And God wants you to understand the reality of this place called hell. Now, we're going to move on a little step further, and I'm going to pick up one more, one more thing here. And what I, I want to show you now, look at this next, this next section. Who created hell? Now, again, there are a lot of people out there that have this mistaken idea that Satan controlled hell, that Satan created hell, that the devil is down in hell right now and that he's running everything. Well, I want to say to my friend, the devil is not running hell. Uh, he can't turn the flames up. He can't turn the flames down. Uh, we're going to see here that hell was created by none other. Now, look at the screen. I'm going to show you that hell was created by God. That's right. The very God, the Bible says God so loved the world, that same God, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that very God who gave us heaven's best, he created this place called hell. You know, hell is a God idea. Hell was not a idea that Satan created. No, as a matter of fact, we're going to see in a few minutes here that hell is a judgment of God that was created for the devil and his angels. It was created for the rebel called Satan. Now, I want to give you a verse here found in the book of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. Look at the text here. Matthew 25, verse 41. Jesus talking here. He said this, then shall he say, then uh, shall uh, he say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me. Listen to this. Ye cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, this is an amazing passage here. Jesus is giving us some insight. Uh, Matthew 25 here, this is when the, when the nations are coming before Christ uh, at the end of the tribulation, when Christ come back in the second coming. And the Bible said that the nation will be brought before him, uh, the sheep nations on the right side and the goat nation on the left side. Well, those nations on the left side, Jesus will pronounce a judgment about them being cursed into everlasting fire. These people are going to hell. But in this quote, he also makes a statement that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Listen, hell is a prepared place. It was a prepared place for the devil and his angels. You know something? It was never really in God's mind in the beginning that mankind would be a part of hell. Hell was not created for mankind. It was created for the devil, Lucifer, and his fallen angels. But you know, when mankind sinned, God had to accommodate the fall of man. Now, I'm going to give you one more passage here before we have to have to close this, this part one down, and we're going to pick up with part two, but I'm going to give you one more verse here. Look at the screen. This is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Look at the text. Verse 13, the prophet wrote, he says, Therefore, God says, Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished, and their multitudes dry up with thirst. 
Therefore, hell have enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pauper, their fame. And he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. Isaiah 5, 13, 14 gives us uh, an amazing uh, insight about hell. He says here, because of man's sin, because of man's pride, the scripture says, hell have enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. You know, God had to accommodate the fall of man because of Adam's sin. God had to accommodate the fall of man. It was not created for mankind in the beginning. But when man chose to disobey God, God had to uh, make that accommodation. And now hell has enlarged herself. You know, you know, again, this is just an amazing, an amazing uh, text here. Now, what I'm going to do here, I'm going to close out uh, in part number one here. And what I'm going to do here, uh, uh, as we always do uh, at the close of the program, uh, I like to, uh, you know, mention some, mention some of our products. But, but before I do that, uh, I just want to make this appeal today. If you're not born again today, the word of God says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. I want to say to you, my friend, if you're not saved, you're not a Christian today is the day of salvation. Listen, there's no accident that you saw this program today. God wants to warn you that you need to receive Jesus Christ uh, as your Lord and savior. When you receive Christ, guess what? You will miss the judgments call hell, you will miss these, this place. But if you, if you choose to, re, to, to reject him, listen, the Bible is quite clear. And when we pick up on part two, it's going to be amazing what I'm going to show you in part two uh, of this series. Now, uh, I want to say to you today, accept him while you have breath in your lungs. Now, uh, I want to make a few little announcements, let you know a little bit, little bit about our ministry and some of the materials that we brought. I want to show you some. We just, uh, we just closed our West Coast Conference. Uh, myself and Jeff Kinley, we had a three-evening conference. Uh, the theme of the conference is called Understanding the Apocalypse, Revealing the Riches of the Book of Revelation. Uh, this, this is a wonderful uh, series. It's six CDs or six DVDs, or you can get the whole series on USB. You can go to our website to get that. Uh, last time I was with you, we did the reality of heaven, where we went in depth to look at heaven. You can also pick it up at our website. And then the message that we're doing now, the reality of hell, you can go there uh, to our site and you can pick up this message. Then we have our Bible prophecy manual. Again, it's a user-friendly guide designed to help you understand Bible prophecy. We have a full teaching in this manual on the reality of hell. Uh, not only that, but we have a dispensational chart in the back. You can actually uh, use that chart. Uh, as we look at the five compartments of hell, you can follow along with us because we're going to talk about that uh, uh, in part two of the series. And then uh, last but not least, uh, I want to I want to show you our website, which is www.according, the number two, prophecy.org. We're also on the uh, different platforms of, face, of, of social media, Facebook, uh, Parler, and Twitter. You can find us there. We're part of the Truly Family Entertainment Network, uh, as well as our official YouTube channel. And then we have a weekly program that airs every week on his channel. And again, our program airs uh, every Thursday evening at 7.30 Pacific Coast time. And again, you can actually uh, uh, follow us there. But again, I just want to say uh, it's been an honor and a privilege uh, to be with you in Pastor Tom's stead. Uh, you're watching Hope for Our Times program. And again, it's an honor and a privilege for me to stand in Pastor Tom's stead. I want to encourage you to, to come back next week as we look at part two of this message, The Reality of Hell. See you next time. God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website 
hopeforourtimes.com and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.